0: What's your guilty pleasure?
1: Me? I don't have one.
0: You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Ason.
1: Welcome back everyone to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I am your host, Bobby Ason. Today I am joined by two special guests. I have Jess and Kristen.
2: Hi! Hello!
1: They have their very own podcast called Rediscover. With Jess and Kristen, and eventually I will be featured on one of their episodes on their podcast. Yes,
0: you will. Yay.
1: Where we're talking about all things traveling and Asia. Yes. So lots of fun things to look forward to. So I have known Jess and Kristen. Well, I've known Jess now since 2014. 2013. 2013. Yeah. Oh, you forgot your anniversary. (laughs) I probably met Kristen, what, 2016?
2: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So at one point, we've all worked at Disney. Different departments all over the place.
0: A little overlapping.
1: And now we're all gone from Disney. (laughs) Yep. It was Bye. it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It's definitely a whole other world which we'll go into a little bit later on For sure. in the podcast. But I want to start out with going over our guiltless pleasures. I'll start real quick because mine's very short. Um something that is my guiltless pleasure currently this week and actually been almost every week is listening to Britney Spears while I work out. And not just Britney Spears specifically, but meaning like her regular music. But I listen to the same concert over and over again every time I work out. And my workout partner is like, are you listening to the same songs again? I'm like, yes. And (laughs) he's like, don't you want something else? I'm like, no, this is (laughs) what I'm looking for. So I work out to the Britney Spears at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Every time I work out, it's like an hour and 16 minutes long. And it's perfect. I love, you know, just like, Working out to hearing, like, Stronger by Britney Spears and, like, really yes. feel that drive, work <laughs> bitch to, like, keep that motivation. Yes. 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 So, that is my current guiltless pleasure.
2: Yeah, you need something that keeps you going. Britney yes. Spears is a
0: great motivator. Great. Definitely. For sure. Well, we have a bunch of guiltless pleasures. Um, you want to just switch off? And- yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Let's see, I think one of my top guiltless pleasures at the moment that kind of developed in quarantine was <laughs> scrolling through TikTok, yes. which was an app I avoided downloading for a long time because I knew this would happen, but <sighs> upon downloading, I realized that everyone is exceptionally creative and there is so much information on there. Like I have learned so many things from TikTok videos, whether it be cooking hacks or Stuff about, like, spirituality or cute animals, like, all of these different things, I just get sucked into a hole, and as much as I know I should probably be doing something more productive, I just, I love it. I feel pretty guiltless after my time, so...
2: (laughs) And you can learn a lot of things. It's not like it's unproductive. There
0: there are a lot of takeaways from TikTok. Yeah. So I have never made one, but I do love to watch
1: them. Something I just learned that was really odd is that if you shatter glass, you can pick it up with bread. Ah, oh, I knew that. Really? I had no idea. Okay, my mom
2: taught me. My mom should have a TikTok. <gasps> yeah, feel like apparently. I she all these weird like A mom hacks. Hack. Yeah.
1: Mom
0: hacks. Oh my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> that would be so funny. I
1: never knew that. Yeah. I was like. That's a game changer. So yeah, if, small you, pieces. if
0: you drop some glass, get some bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, we don't eat bread. My
2: guiltless pleasure forever and always will be being in the sun. Like, I think it's called being a heliophile. I think I'm addicted to the sun. Oh my gosh. I really think I am. I truly feel so much more energetic and better and just like alive when i have gotten even if it's like 10 or 20 minutes of being in the sun in any given day and if it's like cloudy and rainy all day or like it's cold and you just can't go outside i get so like melancholy borderline depressed <laughs> and it's really hard living somewhere where it's winter <laughs> half yeah. the year uh the seasonal depression is real but i noticed when i lived here in orlando that I would start like craving that time and I would cut out time in my day every day to like get some sun whether it was like in the morning before work or whatever uh I just I know that the jury's out on like whether being in the sun is good for you or not and skin cancer and all that I do wear SPF so I'm not just like going balls to the wall or anything but yeah I I just I don't know I just feel so much better and I don't feel like even laying in the sun by the pool is unproductive because I feel like I'm doing something good for like my soul and also my body feels better and I feel more energized and even if I was like feeling sick I would go lay in the sun and I would feel better after I just think that vitamin D in its most natural form is like optimal for my health at least so uh, yeah I think a lot of people kind of get a little judgy about like spending time in the sun but I don't care.
1: And now I'm you're in New it. York where it's getting nice and I know. dreary.
0: I know. Snow is
2: coming. It's literally the most depressing thing. I wake up every day and I'm like, why do I live here? But it's okay. I'll, I'll live somewhere where there's sunshine again at some point.
1: Days in the sun.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then another nice. another guiltless pleasure I would say is... I would say shopping without a purpose. So places like Trader Joe's or Target are places that I just love to go to to wander the aisles and take a look at everything they have and they have so many seasonal items and new things all the time so being able to go there and just spend time in those stores is one of my favorite activities whether or not I have a purpose for being there.
2: Trader Joe's, I almost never go to with a grocery list. I'm just like, I'm bored. I'm going to Trader Joe's. Yeah. I feel that. I never buy anything that I actually need. I'm just like, oh, this is interesting. So I it's love a Caramel, it. butterscotch, ice cream. Okay. Yeah, so like all their seasonal desserts. Yeah. I love looking at
1: those and their wines. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they're, good.
2: Their wines are they're so good. cheap, and and, they're but they're cheap. good. <laughs> Someone was like, I think it was a comedian, she was like, you know, all the hot girls shop at Trader Joe's, but we all shop at Trader Joe's on, like, a Sunday night. And I was like, oh, I feel seen. Yeah. I pretty much only go on, like, weekend nights when I should be, like, out having fun. I'm just at Trader That's Joe's. That's your club. That's <laughs> my club. Club Trader Joe's. Club TJ. <laughs> I feel bad.
1: There's a long enough line sometimes. Yeah. It feels like it is a club.
2: Yeah, yeah seriously. True. Um, another thing kind of, I guess, along the lines of, like, food, since we're talking about Trader Joe's, is, um good coffee for me is a guiltless pleasure I think you know a lot of people are like make coffee at home or just go through like the Duncan line or Tim Hortons and those are good but I would rather go to Starbucks even though it costs more because I know that the quality is better I know that the drinks are like a little more carefully crafted I know that it tastes good because it, the consistency is there and even when I make coffee at home I have like a French press I like grind my own beans and I make my French press coffee and it's like a whole labor of love, but it is like a self-care thing too. And I just, I know that it costs more and I know that I could have coffee on the cheap, but I will pay for good coffee and I don't
1: You want a good product.
2: Yeah. Especially because I know that like coffee is like something for me that's a daily routine. It's like part of my day and my day is like better or worse depending on, maybe that's a bad thing, but it's just...
1: Oh, Don't worry, She's my mom used to go to Starbucks three times a day, oh and we my lived God. less than five minutes away from it, so what? she would never make coffee. We would just go across the street and buy Starbucks. It's
0: pretty fun. It's an outing. Okay, that's amazing. I would say one more for me, we'll wrap up our guiltless pleasures because we both have so many, but... <laughs> <laughs>
2: over here with a whole list. <laughs> I know.
0: I think one more for me is rewatching my favorite shows or movies over and over again because... I find so much comfort in characters that I get attached to Mm. and like the settings of the shows or the movies. For example, like New Girl, I love every one of the characters in that show or, and I love The Loft or Mm -hmm. Gilmore Girls. I love Stars Hollow. I love Lorelai and Luke. Like I want to go to Luke Steiner all the time. Full House is another one, like, just the yeah. family setting and the house they live in. It's so comfy to me because I've watched it since I was a kid, so. And then, of course, movies, like, you can't beat Parent Trap 1998 or Princess Diaries or Lizzie McGuire movie.
2: I like that you specified the year of the Parent Trap. Well,
0: you know. the other one. Yeah, there, yeah. the OG. Yeah, so essentially things that I'm, like, familiar with from watching, whether it be from childhood or one that I got attached to more recently... I just love being able to transport myself to those shows or movies and zone out for a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's a comfort thing, I think.
0: For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Especially this year, it's been yes. a nice coping mechanism.
2: And it's just like, all of those shows are funny. Like, I love watching I Love Lucy reruns because, although like politically, it drives me up a wall. <laughs> oh, of the 50s. Yeah. Oh, no. But like, it's just funny. It's hilarious. And uh, I love the Great British Bake Off. That's another one I watch over and over
1: I think a lot of people do. I see that on Twitter all the time. I've never seen it.
2: Okay, it it is so oddly addicting, and I think it's literally because all of these people are, like, so kind. Like, it's a competition, but you wouldn't know it. They're like, oh, do you need help? And they, like, drop everything they're doing to go help the other person. I'm like, no, you got to finish your cake. Like, you have 15 (laughs) minutes. And I just feel like all the American competition shows are like, go, I'm going to beat everyone's ass and then on this one they're like oh and the music is like do do (laughs) do like lilty and sweet and i'm just like what is this paradox
1: yeah i feel like in the american shows they are always trying to egg the other teams on to be like almost mean to their ones like oh you're not gonna finish on time or if they do finish before the other team they're, like, interrogating them. Yeah. so It's, it's so, so That sounds so different it's than what so I watch. Different.
2: And, like, everyone is just from all walks of life. Like, the range of ethnicities is amazing. They're, like, so, like... I mean, like, the hosts are both, like, openly gay. And it's just, like, celebrated. And they'll, like, throw in, like, innuendos and stuff. And you have to really be paying attention to get it. But they're hilarious. Because they're all these, like... From our perspective, like, posh British people. And they're, like, making sexual jokes and it's just hilarious but you have to pay attention to get them so
1: yes it's special humor. it's like an event yes <laughs> yeah. it's an
2: event um but i guess on that note uh my last skill is pleasure is people watching and i didn't even really realize it at first but i was like what do i do all the time that i like enjoy but don't like intend to be doing mm-hmm. and I, I it's people watching like i will just wherever i am like observe people if i'm like out to eat i'll be like that person just whatever like, I, it's not that I'm like judging them I'm just like how interesting humans are so different and I don't know I just I just like I don't, I don't know if it's a byproduct of working for Disney or not but like
1: I was like judging people
2: sometimes <laughs> but most of the time I'm just like interesting like I would never do that or whatever yeah, interesting
0: choice yeah <laughs> I think I think it's so interesting too because you know like from your own life experience we all have such deep histories and stories of our lives, so then looking around and seeing hundreds of people around you, you're like, wow, every single person has been through stuff and has a story of growing up and a family situation, and yeah, I totally feel that. My mind just goes down like a rabbit hole of thinking about
2: those things. (laughs) I'm like, is this a waste of time, or am I just... You're
0: gaining perspective. Gaining perspective, yeah.
2: Yeah." (laughs) I don't know. I just... I do it all the time, and I don't care. I don't think it's a waste of time, so... We call it a guiltless pleasure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, going into the next subject, we kind of brought up in the beginning of the podcast, but we're going to kind of go into some Disney culture. No, here we go. (laughs) So, Disney culture is still part of pop culture. Absolutely. So, we've all met through and because of Disney, and there's definitely, I think, also... (laughs) i mix mixed on this because I would say there's definitely a reason why there's judgment on Disney fans. And also, <laughs> oh, yeah. i feel For like, sure. oh, they shouldn't judge them. But then I think about it and I just laugh because I'm like, there's definitely some reasons to judge Disney fans. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would say Disney has definitely been a guiltless pleasure definitely all the time. I feel like people would say, oh, when are you going to get a real job? And oh like, my
2: God. Just because I work
1: at Disney doesn't mean I don't have a real job. Yeah. I guess re- I was guest relations or some of the other role at Disney it's still a real job that's like oh that's-, that's a kid's job it's like not really
0: the fatigue is good real luck. let that's me tell, yeah. you. tell you good luck being a child and doing that job <laughs> yeah, yeah like, no
1: matter what you're doing at Disney you're always performing yeah. you're like always happy mm-hmm. and customer
0: service on. is necessary like yeah high quality too because the expectations are so high yeah
1: Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, uh, I used to get that one a lot too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I also don't think people realize that Disney is such a culture, and it's also different if you're in Orlando. Like, whether it's the Instagrammers Mm -hmm. and all, it's just a completely different world. And you guys started on your like Disney, you know, social media and all that through disboards mm-hmm. and with apps growing Instagram I feel like and then YouTube and podcasts like showing your experiences at Disney. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we started um way back in like when Instagram first came out and it was a baby. Yeah, and we got it and we had wrote trip reports which are basically like mini blogs about our vacations to Disney on the Disboards forum website and our whole Little following group from there came over to Instagram. So then, as we yeah. phased out of Disboards, we all connected on Instagram. So, yeah. And Instagram is great because I think that we can showcase our love for Disney, but also balance it out with our real life as well. And you know, I think it's great. But I think the thing too that I've learned over time is you like adding Disney into, like, your already full life is kind of the best way to balance the pleasure of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, not making it your only one personality trait or your only one focus, but you can incorporate Disney into your life through little ways. Like, if you're traveling and you see, oh, there's something here that's featured, like, in Epcot. Like, they themed an area off this. Like, let's go see the original one. Yeah. Or seeing a movie in the theaters that's coming out and that's, like, your date night or your, like, girls' night out, like, incorporating Disney into
1: your already full life. Yeah, Yeah, we definitely have graduated the making it our only thing of every day.
0: Because we did have a phase of that, too, more so in the beginning of working here, that's for sure.
1: It's so funny to see, like, young people move to Orlando and then restart. I know, especially for me, whenever I'm on a dating app, and then someone will ask me if I've worked at Disney or what I do at Disney. And then they go on with this, like, long spiel about, like, their Disney dream and, like, yep. all this stuff. I'm like, yep, this isn't going to work for me. But, <laughs> but like, for you. Like, I've been on that journey. Like, yeah. it's not that I'm jaded from it. It's no. just that, like, they're just starting that. And yeah. I know what that high is like and that, yeah. that beginning. Then yeah. Like, then it just becomes, like, a, a level thing in your life where yeah. you... Just, like, do your daily things, and then that's a part of your life as well. Yeah,
0: it turns into a balance thing. At first, you know, it's extreme, and then, you know. we I think we've all kind of figured out how to incorporate it more into, like, normal life.
2: I think it helps, like, also kind of clear up some of the, like, gray area around, like, living and working for Disney. Because everyone's like, oh, you live at Disney World. I'm like, no, I live in Orlando. I work at Disney World. So when you find ways to, like allow Disney to kind of be the backdrop to your, like Jess said, like, already full life. It's a lot easier to, I think, get people to understand that because it's not like you're going to Magic Kingdom every single day. Like, when you first move here, you are because you're like, well, I can go for free. Like, yeah, it's so you're exciting. You're excited, but then after a while, you're like, okay, like, I got to go grocery shopping.
0: I got to do have laundry.
2: No <laughs> <food>. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to the dentist in six months. Like, whatever it is, you just have to... Find a way to like appreciate that Disney is in your backyard and that's amazing, but also balance it with reality too. So I think, yeah, when you meet someone that's just starting that journey, you're like, okay, I gotta let you ride that wave for a while. Like we are not aligned right now, but like see you on the other side.
0: Because you don't want to take away from their joy either because if somebody would have taken away our joy at the time, it would have been devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think being able to go full in, all in on that and then... Like, find your way is the best way to transition through it,
1: but... Yeah. I think also, I think a problem, and I think reasons that some people don't like Disney fans per se, is because they get to a point where they're, like, a robot, like a robot or they talk robotic about mm-hmm. how, like, the company, or, like, like, there's nothing wrong, or they have to like whatever the current trend is, but it's okay to not like everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have to have your own opinion on things, yeah. and... Like, that's part of Disney, too. Like, the characters, like, show, like, they fight for their opinions and have, like, certain things they like in their interests. So I don't understand, like, if it's new, you don't have to like it just because it's new. Like, that's... You
2: don't have to go wait in line for it. (laughs) And, yeah, they
1: jump, like, right on anything and defend it to death and you're just like, okay, like... I like Disney and I can like not like this certain thing. It's totally fine, but there's some people that cannot accept like everything is perfect if it's been like touched by Disney. Yeah.
2: I think I think when Pandora opened and Flight of Passage opened and everyone was like like lining up for hours and whatever, I was just like, "Okay, like this seems cool, but like I'll get to it." I just was like I wasn't mad about it, but I wasn't like thrilled. I was just like, "Okay, I don't need to jump on this Bandwagon. It's almost like a relationship. Like, you can love the person, but you don't have to like every single thing about them. You just have to love them through it. So, like, I don't love every single decision that Disney makes, but I still love Disney. I'm just going to, like, choose to overlook the things that I'm not into.
0: Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's important to realize, like, you are your own individual person with your own individual opinions and outlook and point of view of life. So, whatever you really like and align with, you can... Go in full force, but then if there are things that you're not totally into, like it's okay, like you don't have to totally defend everything that they do all of the time. And
2: don't waste your energy,
0: yeah. There's a lot of freedom in that too, because it just helps you find out your own identity as yourself apart from Disney. I like how this turned into like a therapy
2: session, (laughs)
1: yeah.
0: No, I I think it's important though, because at this point, like we're all kind of separating. Like, you know, not will or it wasn't really our choice to separate, (laughs) but we are separating and finding our way just as ourselves with Disney as a addition to our life instead of more so the focus. So, yeah.
1: And I feel like people also don't realize or maybe they'll learn later that part of Disney culture just feels like a job. And that's really where I feel like I got lost in like separated was when I realized that I was making posts on social media just to be the first about something that Disney announced, or mm-hmm. to, like, it just wasn't bringing me joy. I, I was posting things as if it was a job, and I don't post social media for Disney, so it's not no. my job. Yeah,
2: <laughs> No one's paying me to do this. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So
1: it definitely, I realized it wasn't bringing me as much joy anymore, or that yeah. I was posting something because, like, oh, like, I don't care about this, but I know people that follow me will care, will care about this more. Yeah. yeah. So I'll make a post just like that, or this will get more likes, like this way instead of this picture because this one shows more of the castle. This one's more of me. And then, like, the whole point, I'm going to take a picture in front of the castle because I want a picture in front of the castle yeah. and not for my audience to see more yeah. of the castle. So there's definitely a time where you realize you're not doing it for yourself anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's that whole authenticity thing, like, finding how it incorporates into your life yeah. as you. And, like, I think a lot of the times I've found joy in, you know, I'll... Buy and wear a certain like merchandise item like a Mm -hmm. sweatshirt that I really love not because it's the trending one right now but because I really love that design and that color and whatever or I have my own little collections at home of you know pins or whatever but (laughs) Yes. So many pins, but I love them, like, genuinely. Yeah. That should have been my guiltless pleasures Disney pin. Oh, my gosh, yes. My- 2011 Jess and Kristen. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my pin collection's <laughs> absurd. It's disgusting. It's absurd, but, like, I look at it, I'm like, these are, like, little treasure pieces I've collected yeah. over different phases of my life, and they're so special, and, you know, so I think things like that that are really special to you seem authentic and aligned with, you know, yourself, and not just doing it for the sake of doing things, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think in being authentic over the years, at least, like, in the last decade that Jess and I have kind of been, like, in this community, so to speak, I think we found that we've started our own trends by being authentic, like, just little things, like... The school bread thing like nobody knew it once and now people are like hey i got school bread i'm like hey i hope you loved it or whatever it is like yeah
0: and school bread is a pastry that's found <laughs> at, at Kringla oak cafe in
2: norway, norway in epcot yeah it's just try it
0: give it a google unless if you're allergic to
2: coconut <laughs> and then, don't,
1: then but. stay away
2: <laughs> or dairy <laughs> or dairy <laughs> or gluten <laughs> but other than that you could but yeah just things like that like in kind of being authentic and choosing to like focus on the things that we genuinely loved at Disney that really did bring us joy and like made us excited we kind of started our own because that does affect people like people get excited about what you are genuinely excited about it Mm -hmm. uh, excited about and it shows like all these Disney bloggers and people in the Disney kind of community of content creation you can pick out the ones that are authentic and genuine and the ones that are just doing it for money or likes or attention like it's very obvious and I think the more that you can set yourself apart as somebody who's doing it for the joy of it the more it's going to be fulfilling for you but also the more you'll attract the right people
1: yeah what do you guys say to the people like right now that are is like, on twitter or on tiktok they're making fun of disney adults what do you think about disney <laughs> like adults? childless
2: millennials
0: yeah what Ooh, do you think about i'll let jess go for it
1: be good or bad you don't have to defend them I'm just curious what's your opinion on
0: this (laughs) I mean well I feel like the people that they are focusing on and labeling as childless millennials or Disney adults like there is a cringe factor to it and I see where they're coming from oh there's definitely there's definitely a cringe because I can't even look at it like I honestly (laughs) am very far removed from it because watching like the examples that they're using do make me like and then I'm like I was that
1: person at 19
0: yeah Yeah, but but when you're 19 you're still a kid yeah yeah I don't know I think that at the same time I really want people to be able to express themselves and fully like if that's what brings them joy then that brings them joy do I have a little like twing of secondhand embarrassment because maybe there was a part of my life that I was like you know oh yeah like that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) But I'm aware of that, and yeah. I can acknowledge that. But, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I think, I think I've
2: think i seen some people, like, especially, I guess I would start by saying, like, it's non-cast members. Like, people who are Disney cast members, first of all, like, devote their lives to the company. Like, you work all the time if you're a full-time cast member. So I think, like, if you're at Disney on your day off, like, wow, you really love this company. And yeah. you're also just trying to decompress. And, like, when you live in Orlando, it's kind of like... A thing to do like it's just it's, a, a it's, like, it's like walking
1: also around at your mall like yeah when you're high school, when you walk to your mall and you're just like <laughs> endlessly yeah. doing laughs with your friends that's what we do at epcot yeah like, that's what I I feel world like, showcase yeah. i
2: literally said this i think i like tweeted that exact thing i was like i feel like i'm just the world showcase version of an old w- mall walker like yeah <laughs> the it's the thing. same thing but i think like as far as people who don't work for the company some of them there have been times i will admit that i've been like do you have a job like Do you do anything like because you just seem to be at disney every single day and i know you don't work here so what's the deal but then like you can't judge from the outside and i know people have done that to me there was a time right after i first moved here and i was in that like happy like high riding the wave i can go to disney all the time phase and so i was like posting about it i'd be like i'm off work i can go into magic kingdom and get ice cream and sit on the hub grass and everything is magic and someone tweeted something like, that Disney frump, which was the OG <laughs> version of the Username of you, yeah. yeah. They basically, they were like, Kristen really, quote, needs a swift kick in the ass from reality. And I didn't know this person at all. I was just like... Wow. And it was funny because at the time I was also dealing with a lot of like hard things in my personal life. I just wasn't... Like, they were very personal, so yeah. I wasn't about to like tell the Share internet all about it. Yeah. them. Like, my close friends and family knew about it, but I wasn't, you know feeling like it was appropriate to shove it in the internet space. So I was just like, wow, it's so crazy. Like, these people think that they know everything about me, and they don't. So then I started thinking about, like, all of the other, quote, childless millennials that I had, like, been kind of inadvertently judging. And I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going on in their lives. Like, yeah. they yeah. could have a terminal illness. They could be going through a divorce. They could have just lost a loved one. Like, you don't know what... Disney attracts an interesting conglomerate of people. I think a lot of it's just like your typical vacation family, but a lot of it is people like looking for not necessarily like escape from reality, but like just something better than what they're going through
0: right now. No, I definitely think it's
1: actually is like an escape from reality. Yeah,
2: because the world
0: can be really dark and Disney gives you that glimmer of hope and like optimism and Yeah, there's a lot of the fairy tale aspect, but sometimes you need to turn off the news and tune into something that has like a higher vibration and a more positive energy to it. And Disney the stories I believe do have that. Yeah, yeah, inspire
1: and the cast members who
0: work
2: relentlessly to I mean, it's hard to be happy all day long when you're exhausted and you know, if your life if you're dealing with personal things that aren't happy, it's hard to come to work and be like, oh my gosh, have a magical day. Everything is wonderful. Yeah. It's hard, but, like, we do it so that those people can kind of experience, you know, like an escape or just a positive alternative to whatever they're going through. So I think the I think there's got to be a little bit of a jealousy factor where people judge, like, people who go to Disney all the time because... Maybe they wish that they could do the same thing,
1: or that, and they've also probably have never gone. I feel like yeah. the most judgmental. Yeah. I've never gone to Disney in my life, and I'm okay with that. Well, it's like, well, how can you know you yeah. don't like it or you would like if it you, if you haven't yeah. gone? Yeah, that's true.
0: So to sum it up, there's <laughs> so the Christy gets off her soapbox. <laughs> no, but honestly, there's a lot of layers to this yeah. question, and like, like we said, I think what it really comes down to is like you don't exactly know what everyone's going through, right. like you said, and. There may be a lot of, there may be anxiety or depression or something along those lines behind the scenes, and this may be either like a coping mechanism or escape, Mm -hmm. and everyone's going to like evolve as a human being in their own time, but if Disney is something that can help them progress forward in their own life journey, whether, it's not going to be the solution, it never is the cure to anything, but if it's a comfort or guiltless pleasure, It's a place
2: of celebration and acceptance, I feel like. Yeah, I was speaking to a friend the other day and he was and he's very openly gay and he was like he he's a cast member still. He luckily got to keep his job through all this, but he was like Disney was the first place that I felt like I could truly be myself mm-hmm. and not only was no one judging me, everyone was celebrating me and I was like I started crying. I was like then that's amazing. And if Disney exists for that reason only, then I'm happy. Yeah. I felt that way
1: with Disney too. And I felt that it was a place where I always was safe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I always felt safe. Yes. Um, Yes. Whether it's like like holding hands with someone or just in general the fact that you just know you're safe by like the safety measures the parks have. Like I just always felt safe in every way at Disney.
2: Like you could be alone at night somewhere. And like as a woman, I feel like I could be at Disney alone at night and not have to be like, looking over my shoulder all the time or carrying like pepper spray with me or something which is huge yeah
0: because yeah. you know the cast members are there to look out for you yeah. because of everything that the park implements and stands for and yeah i think just that's such an amazing point yeah. that there is a safety aspect to disney and i think that's why it draws a lot of people to it,
2: it draws uh- a lot of like vibrant people I feel like that energy like we talk a lot about like vibrations and energy and stuff like the energy that Disney operates at attracts people with that same like vibration yeah like
0: in a very wide spectrum yeah a very high vibration but that's
2: cool because it's like you have something in common with all of these people from all over the world that are different from you like I don't know I've made so many friends of like all walks of life and it's just it's cool to look at like, this family that I've built and see how diverse it is. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I'll say the only Disney fans that I judge are <laughs> Stitch fans. Oh, no! If you're, oh if if you're yes. a Stitch I, fan... Okay, ugh. I was one in,
0: like, 2002, but... I know, I it, no. Yeah, it's true. I think... It
2: it's definitely tapered off, but you definitely were like Stitch fans. Lilo and Stitch vibes um, Okay, but I fair. loved
0: the movie Lilo. Yeah, it Stich. wasn't just Stitch. She loved And the then by Lo the time two thousand six was over, I would say <laughs> I didn't really care. Stitch
1: fans scare me. Not
0: all
2: Stitch
1: fans are bad people. Um, I have yet to be proven that. Okay. So on that though, we're gonna move on to our rapid questions.
2: Ooh, I
1: forgot about this. Alrighty, so I will ask you guys the questions and you'll give me your answers. So what is your favorite to show favorite show to watch over and over again? But kind of Ooh. heard Jess's already. Yeah,
0: so I said New Girl, Gilmore Girls, and Full House. Yeah. Subject to change. Subject to change.
2: <laughs> uh, definitely New Girl. I 100% agree with that. I think New Girl has single-handedly gotten me through 2020. Um, but one I didn't mention was Downton Abbey.
1: I haven't watched that. People love that I show. I
2: was like hesitant... And my mom was like, no, no, you got to watch it. And so we sat down and watched the entire first season, like, a day. I'm obsessed. It is beautiful. Everyone on the show is beautiful. The cinematography is beautiful. It's very, like, it's a little intense sometimes, but, like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I definitely got sucked in. And I will rewatch it over and over again. Because there's also things you miss, so you have to go back.
1: This one day, I'll have to finally watch that show. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and it's a movie.
0: Lily James is in it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Then I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. watch well, just changed for me. Yeah, Donna's is in it.
1: All right. What's oh my gosh, I forgot movie? to mention
0: Mama Mia as oh. fa- one of my favorite movies. I watch over and over again. Your brand, Mama <laughs> Mia Two, specifically. I was say. That's With my, my favorite one too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Here we go again.
0: Here we go again. <laughs> All
1: right, what's something that you like that would surprise others? <laughs>
0: Oh, I know. I like SpongeBob SquarePants. Theme. That is that is <laughs> very weird random. It is true. weird, not very on brand for me. But as a child, yes, and I play this one game called SpongeBob. Let me see. Let me look it up. You're gonna be like, what the
2: heck? Okay, I'm <laughs> even shocked, and I feel like I call. I, know I play this game called
0: SpongeBob SquarePants Krusty Cookoff, and it's literally Diner Jash with SpongeBob characters. And I've been addicted since June. So. There you go, surprise. Was, there you go. That
2: was like a computer game, like yeah. back in the day. I remember playing that. Oh, yeah, gosh. and on it's the really fun, like on the boxy square computer <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at my friend's house. Um, I really love stand-up comedy, like even kind of some more like inappropriate ones. I don't know. I feel like people are like, we're so like, cause we don't like swear on our show or anything. Like yeah, that. We're yeah. Family friendly. So I feel feel like people think that I'm like that, but really I like. Swear like a sailor, like a lot of. There you go. Well, I there you swear, go. Well, there you go. There you I've, go. I've, that's the thing that people don't know. Well, and, well, look at that. And Trump exposed. Yeah, Trump is
1: exposed. It's not.
2: I mean, I'm trying to like
0: get control of it a little bit because I I don't love it. I feel like I could find better words because I'm such a words person. It's but. okay. Apparently, swearing means your throat chakra is clearer. So oh, cool. Oh, there you beautiful. go. I thought I must be crystal. <laughs> <laughs> There's my thing.
1: Exposed. all right so what is a trend that you do not understand that is popular right now
2: i, the past week I truly and a half? don't understand the tiktok dances and how like everyone i guess people feel obligated to do them i'm not really sure but i'm just like i, don't I feel know. the same way i like danced for most of my life and i still wouldn't get on tiktok and feel like comfortable i don't know it's, they're just weird and they're little and short and like they're easy but i'm just like why
1: the WAP was the only one that i've ever tried to learn
2: yeah, I tried to learn the savage dance during quarantine because I was... I savage. did not try that way. <laughs> and by I tried to, I mean, like, one of my coworkers was like, we're learning this, and after work, we all just learned it. And I was like, okay, now what do we do with that information? Like, I'm not going to post a TikTok. That's yeah. so I funny. just don't get... Yeah, I guess I just don't get it. Like, I get that you're bored. I do. I just don't... I don't know. I don't understand
0: it. Like, I don't know if I don't understand this because I do understand it, but, like, the Gen Z, like, <laughs> s- sweatpants... Sandals, like crop top outfits.
1: Athleisure.
0: Am I jealous? I don't Isn't wear them myself. Maybe though? no, because athleisure is you like could work out in Lululemon or like something like that. But this Which, is like, like I'm into. There, it's like literally like those sweatpants we used to wear in mm-hmm. high school with like the, I don't know, the yep. little tie on it, yep. and then either socks with, with sandals, like the slides. Dear God, yeah. yeah, and then like the crop tops. Which, you know, I wish I could pull that off, but I think yeah. I'd just look frumpy. Alright,
1: an easier question I have is, Thank what you. is your favorite decom movie? Disney <gasps> Channel movie, for those who don't know.
0: Lizzie oh, McGuire movie. So
2: I feel like that's gotta be... Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, a same, but if I have to pick something like a little more...
0: A little off the beaten path.
2: Obscure? I'm gonna look at Disney
0: Plus for a moment. What are
2: the decoms?
0: High School Musical... And let's see if I can find any What anything. are you, like, searching? I don't know. Disney Channel. Disney Channel? Seri- Disney Channel Original Movies. Here we go. High School Musical is right on there. Um, I want to find, like,
2: there's so many from, like, now. Oh my Cadet God, Kelly was are. a cutie. That was a cutie. But one. anything with
0: Hillary Duff, I was, like, sold on. So. Yeah. Yeah, but. I had a Camp Rock phase, I will say that. Oh, yeah, Camp Rock. I Hello. Camp that Rock was not phase. part of that. That's all right. I had. A, I just love the Jonas, Jonas. Brothers. I like the Jonas
1: Brothers, but I did not like the movie. I honestly,
0: it was, was pretty, pretty <laughs> much
2: in it for the Jonas Brothers, yeah. so maybe that was the. Mo- yeah, I I didn't love like Demi Lovato can sing, but I didn't love her as an actor.
0: Watching Camp Rock um, years later was so funny because I was like, "This is actually pretty terrible." Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no, it sucks. It was just for the Jonas Brothers, exactly. but yeah, I think I think High School Musical for me for sure. I was like, I want my high school experience and then it like sort of was in a really frumpy way.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, last question now. Okay. If you could only use one app, what would it be? Like <gasps> mean social media apps, social not media apps. like social Yeah, social
0: media
2: apps, Instagram.
1: See, I thought Instagram immediately first, but then I thought I'd rather have Twitter cuz I could post pictures and still have really really funny content. I
0: still I have to still So, I'm torn in between the two because I like Instagram for the picture aspect and the stories aspect, and like if you were dying for a TikTok aspect, they have reels now. (laughs) However, I do enjoy Twitter more, however I've noticed that it does make me feel a lot worse because it gets very negative. Yeah. So I feel like if I was following the right people and Twitter wasn't suggesting all these random people to pop up on my feed, I would be more leaning towards Twitter, but at the moment I would say Instagram, but that could change.
1: Well, before I get to my social media not social media recap, before I get to my pop culture recap, I will be leaving Jess and Kristen. So, speaking of social media, where can we find you guys at and want to go into your podcast again?
0: Yes. Yeah. So, our podcast is called Rediscover and when you're searching it, just type in rediscover Jess and Kristen. Mm-hmm. And then you can also find us on Instagram. My Instagram is jessicafay
2: 508 uh, Yeah, so our podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And my Instagram is at positively.kristen K-R-I-S-T-E-N.
0: <laughs> and then if you would like to look into further content, I have a YouTube channel as well. Um, type in Jessica Faye like two words, Jessica, space, Faye, F-A-Y-E. Over there, you could find videos of my trip to Asia that I took with Bobby when we went to all three of the Asia Disney parks. So check those out. And I also have a blog called Traveled.com with one L in traveled. So we're all over the place. Yes.
1: Well, thank you guys for joining me and everyone else stay tuned for our pop culture recap.
0: Bye. Bye
1: all right we are going to go right into the real housewives this week was the premiere of real housewives of salt lake city there were many fights already on episode one and i'm glad to see that there's drama i was a little skeptical from the preview of the season but i love how it goes into the side about you know going into the mormon culture and what makes a good mormon a bad mormon and you really get to see all the women's different personality I usually don't like first episodes of housewife shows because it's basically a keeping up with the Joneses episode where the whole episode is just showing how they have better things than everyone else and it's just like oh I have more money than you and here's how like look what my husband does versus yours and they usually get a new car or something dumb in the first episode so they definitely had like a party to show their money which was okay but I liked all the introductions for all the different women I do like that we already have some honest opinions Jen from the cast already said that the other girls act like they are on the young and the restless and that they shouldn't because they're not actresses and they aren't on the young and restless I really do like this comment. I do think it's interesting that she says that the women on the show are very calculated, have already looked at each other's lives prior to the filming, and use it for blackmail and things throughout the filming, so we get to know that there's an aspect of what's real and what's not real in the show. So, I'm very excited to see what comes from this. I think it has a lot of potential, and I just am surprised. I never would have thought of using Salt Lake City as the next housewife franchise. I would say, like, Miami, but... I get there. I try to Miami and it failed, and then I'm not really sure where else. Maybe New Orleans. They could do like a whole like Mardi Gras court and all that stuff. But right now, it'd be really hard to start a new franchise because there's not much going on. Also, in Real Housewives news, we have Emily Simpson from Real Housewives of Orange County who lost over 30 pounds and is flaunting her weight loss over in social media, and we have. You know, a classic OG from Real Housewives of New York, Ramona Singer, starting a brand new career from Prino, sorry, from Pinot Grigio to skin care. Our queen of New York is now trying out real estate. She is studying for her New York real estate license. So, you know, maybe Selling Sunset will move to another coast and Ramona can star in that and finally, finally leave the Real Housewives of New York, but I think she will be holding on to that crown as long as humanly possible. Speaking of crowns, King Kylie's man or old man, Tyga seems to be in some trouble. He is being currently sued for over more than 200K in unpaid rent and damages. Sounds like we need to ask Kylie for some money. And something new and exciting is Miley Cyrus has released the tracklist for her new album surprised to see that Heart of Glass is actually on the album. Love that new cover. So I'm very excited for all this new music. I loved the She Is Coming era, which was the EP. Most people did not. I just did not like Catwalk featuring RuPaul. I only heard the intro and deleted the song immediately. But my most listened to song of last year was indeed Mother's Daughter by Marley Cyrus, of course. And I'll never forget when I was in the airport in Louisiana going home from Mardi Gras when I realized that the lyrics, or the song actually, called Dream stands for Drugs Rule Everything Around Me, even though it is the chorus of the entire song. But I'm so excited for this new album. It's been so anticipated. I hope it gets the recognition it deserves. I know it's super hard right now to promote an album during quarantine and all the COVID-19 things especially because we're just spiking you know today we have over 10,000 new cases in Florida so who knows when we will actually ever get to see a concert again but speaking of musical artists Harry Styles was the first solo man to ever be on the cover of Vogue magazine and he is wearing a Gucci gown I was very confused on what he was holding in the picture that looked like a balloon which it is but To me, the positioning just looks so unnatural. I just was very confused. Like, I was more thrown off of him holding a random blue-looking object than the fact that he was wearing a dress. Like, that didn't even cross my mind. What was more confusing was what was he holding. But it is, in fact, a balloon, so don't worry about that. That's just on me, apparently. And speaking of other magazine first, My Queen, My Girl emma roberts was the first pregnant woman to appear on cosmopolitan's cover and truly i love the pictures so much she looked like such a boss wearing like high heels and standing on an infinity pool while her whole baby bump is out i just love it and i'm super excited to watch holiday i have been waiting to watch it with emily and taylor so i will finally get to watch that this week So stay tuned next week where I give an update on that movie. Super excited to watch that finally. And I also plan on trying to watch Emily in Paris. I'm a little behind on that trend. So hopefully I will have more updates on my opinion on those two things coming up next week. Which are both on Netflix and only streaming on Netflix. And on that note I want to thank you for making it all the way to the end. And enjoying that quick pop culture recap. Stay tuned for next week. And everyone... Please stay guiltless.